All right, welcome to our next episode of Open Mic. Uh, today, I'd like to welcome David Crete, um, who is president and CEO of Crete Truck Centers. Uh, thanks, David, for taking some time to talk today. Thank you, Mike. So let's get in. As, as many of you know, we've been talking about the challenges that organizations are addressing when it comes to the uh, retention and attraction of talent. And um, so, David, with you, let's start right away with uh, looking at that frontline leader group. Um, they have a direct impact on the majority of your workforce. And so when you're aligning your business and people strategies, how does development of that mid-level manager or supervisor play into your strategy? Yeah, it's critical. So we, we have um, in our organization over 500 employees now. So uh, in an attempt to stay as flat as possible, uh, it's, it's, I think, even more critical to ensure that frontline or call them middle managers are um, best in class. So there's no silver bullet, but it, what we found and what we very, very deliberately do, intentionally do is, is pretty simple. It's just engagement, right? So we have 10 top level executives, more or less, that lead um, strategy. And I don't think there's one strat meeting or operational meeting that does not include a frontline manager or a middle manager, right? So we try to very, very intentionally include uh, both the, the brains of the middle management class as well as uh, their ears at, at a minimum. Um, to just be a part of the, the workshop and, and the brainstorming. And your, your, your uh, staff, your employees are pretty dispersed, right? It's, you, you right. Have, you're a bit more unique where it's lots of uh, groups of them spread throughout the state, not just sitting in one space. So that makes it even more challenging, I would expect. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that I, it makes it more difficult, right? We have a, we have a great office where a lot of the... Um, call them top managers, all sit together and are able to collaborate quite easily in that regard. But the vast majority of the middle managers by definition uh, are housed uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin, right? So uh, most of our brainstorming, most of our collaboration, fortunately, unfortunately, has to exist uh, virtually. Um, but to your point, it does make it a bit of a challenge, but it also, I think in some senses, uh, expands the way we think and the way we we get to our decision making because each market has its own challenges, its own opportunities, yeah, its own point. unique set of individuals that make up both the employee base as well as customer base. So you're getting a pretty wide range of thoughts uh, and experiences that come together. Uh, the unfortunate part is the vast majority is virtual, but it also makes it pretty easy that we have means like Zoom and Teams to be able to collaborate and talk. Yeah, and you and you guys have been really good at being adaptive to that, and 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 you almost it's almost in your nature because you're so used to being spread out. And and uh, but the good thing is the attractive thing for your organization is that leaders have accountability, right? They they you're, they're not they're in and they're owning their space and their location, and and so you put a lot of lot of accountability on that group. Yeah, they have the, the managers of the individual locations have a lot of autonomy, which makes it a pretty attractive and desirable position. It's not uncommon for us to refer to them as the owner 
of the store or the owner of the market, which uh, I think really empowers those individuals to, um, you know, caretake for not only their people, but for the, the customers and, and the marketplace in general. So there, there is a lot of accountability and, and the idea of our corporate team or the executive leadership team is, is really fundamentally to provide support in order to let the middle managers um, thrive. Okay. Now, whether, whether it be in the leadership roles or just the, 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 the overall employee base, what are some of the micro or macro trends in the marketplace that are impacting your business's ability to attract and retain talent? Yeah, that's a good question. We, so we have in our industry a lot of moving pieces and a lot of change agents, um, whether it's environmental protection laws that are challenging the way trucks are built or the way we go to market in order to represent our brands and our, and our equipment. Um, or it's uh, along those lines, it's, it's a fundamental change in the way the products are going to be manufactured. In other words, you know, for a hundred years, we've had a diesel engine and that norm is really being challenged um, to, to the point where in very short time, we're gonna see an influx of electric vehicles. And while that very much disrupts our, our sales channel, uh, it also creates opportunities as well as some challenges on the people side, right? So we've, we have to go out and try to attract some thought leaders in this space, as well as technical employees or technical talent that are more electricians by trade versus traditionally a diesel mechanic or welders um, or technicians and mechanics that are more traditional to the automotive space. So it's, it's pushing our team to react a little bit quicker to what will be a five, 10, 15 year trend toward electrification of our market and industry. But to be on the forefront of, of being able to support and drive that technology, we need to have the people first. So that, that's a pretty technical as well as, um, I think both ends of the spectrum, both on, on the, the grassroots side from a technical mechanical shop standpoint, but also from the thought leaders you know, we're really going to need to drive new strategy. Our whole business model is going to change from a parts service support standpoint. So we need leadership to be thinking in that way. And probably the easiest way to, to, to challenge the norm is to bring in some new talent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You're seeing it's, it's, uh, you know, as, as people are trying to gauge the talent that they need, it's, it's um it, it we've always heard the story as as we've all grown up about how the jobs of today are are going to be different jobs in 15 years and it feels like we're really experiencing that now that story's been told forever but now we're really seeing that it with whether it be electric the electric electric electrification of vehicles or if it's you know just technology in general of how it's impacting other industries and it, it just shifts what you need. Yeah, so I was at a conference last week down in Dallas, and we talked about this. There is a ton. I mean, think about your your passenger car, right? I mean, there there is a ton, a ton of data that is spitting out from the ECU of, of the, the car. Call it the, the computer, right? The central brain of your car, and in our world, a commercial truck. How we're able to capture the data 
and then analyze it and put it into a fit and form that our employees, our service departments, and then our customers can interpret and use to be smarter, make better decisions uh, is critically, critically important. Right now, we just have the data, right? And it sits in spreadsheets and it sits in portals, but we're, we're on this, the, the, the forefront, I think, of being able to use the data uh, and actually interpret it to make better decisions, right? So traditionally, folks in our service and parts department, and to some extent in our, our sales departments, they're not the right person to be changing uh, the way they, they view data, or, or I guess, fundamentally analyzing data. So we've, in the last two years now, brought in two data analysts that in our space, that's just not the norm. Yeah. Right? And these people are, are uh, computer scientists and don't know the first thing about commercial truck world, but the way they blend with uh, you know, our 500 plus employees that have an abundance of technical know-how, but very little uh, online or data skills uh, has been pretty unique and pretty remarkable to see how that blends and creates a, a better tomorrow. That's, that's going to be interesting to see how that continues to evolve over the years. So yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do your people, uh, your employees um, differentiate your brand as, as uh, Crete truck centers? What, what, what role do they play in that? They are that role. Right. I think at least once a year when I have the whole team together, uh, I, I'm in sh I make sure I deliver the message that, you know, while my name is David Crete and this is a 71 year old Crete owned company, which is unique in itself, uh, I, they more so than I are a reflection of the name and a reflection of the company. They build the culture. They are the fabric of who we are in front of customers, in front of employees, driving thought and leadership change. Uh, it's, it's so much more than a person. It's everybody in the community. It's everybody in their jobs and their roles that uh, set and define who we are. So it's, it's a pretty interesting question because we talk about this all the time. As our products become more and more commoditized, which is inevitable, we have to find a differentiating factor that, that separates us and elevates us from our competition and our peer group. And we, we refer to that as our why, right? What and how become awfully blended and melded with what our competitors do. Uh, and so we challenge each other constantly to come up with what is our why? What is that one or two compelling statements which hopefully are true and not aspirational in nature um, that, that really set us apart from competition. And, uh, you know, I believe that at, at, from my level, um, what is our why is to be the best employer, <coughs> excuse me, it's to be the best employer in town. And that's defined a million different ways. And we have big, you know, uh, trees that, that have branches that show, uh, ways in which we can achieve the why, uh, but each salesman, each frontline leader needs to define their own why. And uh, it's, it's a great question because there isn't a good answer, but yeah. I think we strive every single day in order to create that differentiation, both from a personal level, as well as from a corporate level. So the last question I have then is, are you, are you doing anything or what are you doing to help find uh, staff that fit 
with your why? Uh, two things. Good question. So we've been very intentional once again uh, in the last year, two years about employing more staff within uh, human resources that are all about attracting and retaining new employees, right? So the traditional model of, of HR has been expanded. We have workforce development um, staff that uh, very deliberately um, post interviews. And then the second answer to your question would be, there's not one employee that doesn't get interviewed without slowing down the process, right? Which has its own, cha own challenges, but there's not one employee that doesn't go through multiple interviews that in many cases includes myself or some uh, front end leadership members. So we try to get a lot of ears in the interview to listen to uh, what potential employees have to say about, about culture and about you know, the potential fit with the company. It just, it's just very deliberate. It, I think it comes back to engagement, right? We have our managers and our leadership team are engaged in the whole process. Well, that's great. I mean, that's a great, uh, to me, that's a great message to uh, any potential candidates, right? That uh, they're, they're going to get to engage with senior leaders, even in the interview process, and they'll have a good understanding of what organization they're getting into. And nowadays, it, it certainly is about fit from the employer side, but also the employee side. They want to find an organization that they're comfortable with. So it's great that you're doing that. So yeah, it establishes, you know, a personal touch. And in our case, like we talked about earlier with being so spread out, it's really great when myself or my immediate team members can travel to any of the 10 markets and personally remember the folks that maybe several months, several weeks or several years interviewed uh, in a personal way and go out of your way to talk to them and, and remember their name. It, it goes a long way because employees want to work someplace that it's not just about the money, but it's about how they feel and how they fit with the culture and with the management team. And yeah. We try to take it seriously uh, to, to that extent. No, I, that, that's great, David. And I appreciate you taking some time. I know uh, your organization and, and you, you personally you put a heavy heavy price and value on the ability to bring in and keep really great people. So it's, it's a great organization and one that I, I hope you continue to have great, great luck with as far as bringing in that talent. So um, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the time.